Hey everyone, this is Dory. Today we're taking a stroll down the grocery store aisle back to a time when that stroll was a little less leisurely, a little more hurried, but when supporting local was as important as ever. In the height of the pandemic, Schnooks stepped up to help local businesses showcase their foods, giving them prominent placements on grocery store shelves when dining inside restaurants was still off the table. This episode originally aired in August 2020 and has one of my personal favorite titles. Take a listen back to I'll Be There For You. Get it? Get it? Before, and you know exactly what I mean by that, I was the person who made a list for the grocery store. I looked up recipes, googled checklists, wanting to mix it up and try something new, then inevitably forgot it at home and instead spent a minimum of 45 minutes wandering through every single aisle, waiting for inspiration to strike, hoping I'd remember everything. I'd wind up with a hodgepodge of things, sure, but it definitely led to some creative dinners. When you're cooking for one, you can get away with that a little better. Then, ever since, again, you know exactly what I'm talking about here, I don't really want to dawdle around anywhere, not the grocery store even. Not only do I have a very specific list of only the necessities, I only even go to the grocery store when I'm at the point where I'm wondering if I can open a can of beans on some rotini noodles and call it a meal, or if I can justify takeout again. Sometimes over the course of this, it's been writing lists very specifically because someone else does the shopping for me. I'm so not a cook, but I actually used to like picking out my menu, challenging myself to try something with an intriguing ingredient or see if I could figure out how to replicate a flavor. But lately, especially when you feel like you have to scrub in first and burn your outfit after, when you are stuck at home for most meals of the day, maybe you don't even have a school cafeteria lunch to lean on every once in a while, grocery shopping doesn't exactly feel inspired. Well, Andy Deku is trying to change that one Chinook stop at a time. The grocer is going local, more so than ever. Now selling options from St. Louis area restaurants, purveyors, and makers in the same place where you can buy your necessities from the big boys. Now a guy whose main job involves cheese shopping has become an advocate for places where he's never even been. The new items you can add to your shopping list and why a grocery store chain is bringing restaurants closer together. When there's an opportunity like this to, to help them, um, you know, it's the right thing to do. Oh, and let's get this out of the way right now. I'm a native St. Louisan who can't always properly pronounce the name of our biggest grocery store chain. I blame my Polish-accented mother. So if you hear me call it Chinooks, I'm sorry. I know we've introduced you to people with pretty cool food-related careers on this podcast, but I honestly think Andy Deku has a dream job, the category manager of specialty deli at Chinooks. Essentially, making sure your charcuterie board options are always on point. Cheese. The guy gets to eat a lot of cheese. He's especially passionate, his word, about American cheese. No, not craft singles, but selecting artisan cheeses from around the United States that he says can stand up to anything imported from Europe. Only in recent years, by the way, have cheeses produced here started getting the respect Andy says they deserve. It's a world he's very much a part of. And that exposed him to a whole new side of the St. Louis food world. So when COVID hit, um, I was it was on a Saturday and I was just kind of flipping through Facebook and, and I saw um, uh, the 
the Tulip Tree Creamery makers. So they're out of uh, Tulip Tree is is out of Indian, Indianapolis, Indiana. They make some um, just amazing uh, soft ripened cheeses and wash rinds and stuff. And um, they were standing outside their 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 creamery, kind of on a Facebook Live, kind of begging people to come into the to the uh, facility and, and buy some product. So I, I gave her a call, and she was like, "I said, what's going on?" And she told me that they lost about seventy five percent of their business overnight because once the restaurants closed down, they um, they had nowhere to sit to take their cheese. So I called a couple of our other guys, Beige Farm uh, out of Bloomsdale, and then Marcou um, Creamery out of. Um, uh, Greenville, Illinois. And, and it was basically the same, the same story there. So what we decided to do is work with them and our, and our local uh, distributor, uh, Fox River Dairy, who helps us get that, that product to the stores uh, to work out a deal where we're basically, we're buying it as, as uh, we're, we're buying their product and selling it for as close to cost as we could just to help them out. And so uh, we put a whole program together over, I think it started, it started in March and, and it's, it's actually still going on now. Um, um, where we're, we're we're bringing in some of these amazing amazing cheeses and just selling just a little bit over over cost to to help those guys out. So that's how it started, and then from there it's um, uh, we started having conversations about well what else can we do to help the community out, and uh, started we had some partnerships with some local restaurants uh, like Revel Kitchen and, and Soul Taco. Uh, so we made some so we reached out to them, uh, and it wasn't just me. There were some other members on the team, so I don't want to take all the uh, the credit or the blame for it. But uh, <laughs> um, we started reaching out to 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 those those restaurants and, and working a plan with our our internal team because it's sometimes it can be pretty daunting to get product into the stores. There's there's, there's uh, a lot of uh, a lot of things you have to to do and and uh, with with food safety and insurance and things. So we worked with our team to kind of help navigate that and guide uh, guide people through those those um, hurdles to get through and um, uh, ended up uh, I think it was the 15th of April launching about six uh, different local uh, restaurants in there and um, we so I mean great success with those guys and then so we kind of we're moving along and like okay this is this is working pretty well uh, customers seem to, to like this um, we're doing we're actually doing something to to help them out and it's you know, something tangible that's really really helping um, you know keep the lights on in these restaurants uh, and then uh, when everything happened uh, with all the the protests and stuff, um, uh, Feast Magazine put out a uh, an article about black owned restaurants here in, in St. Louis, and uh, I believe there was there was just over seventy restaurants in that article uh, with either email addresses, phone numbers, or Facebook pages. And I spent two days just calling, emailing, going online, talking to to them, um, and we got some of the neighborhood about thirty that that responded back. Um, and just a couple of weeks ago, we launched uh, seven of those. And then we got about 20 more that are in, in other phases of getting set up. That first batch of partners rolled into select Schnook stores in April. Revel Kitchen, a health-conscious, fast, casual spot. Crispy Edge, the creative potstickers. Soul Taco, which is Korean, Mexican street food. Nudo House, ramen and pho specialties. Crushed Red, a lunch favorite for salads and flatbreads. And Hot Box Cookies, their frozen take and bake ones. The black-owned businesses also now added to some stores, Royally Baked, which is all vegan, the Fattened Calf, which is Filipino barbecue, Patty's Cheesecakes, which is so much more than just your simple cheesecake, Kathy's Kitchen, a Ferguson mainstay, and Miss Piggy's Smokehouse, specializing in that St. Louis favorite pork steaks, and Bold Spoon Creamery. Listen to Rachel's story in a recent episode we actually did about the small batch ice cream.
Some of these places you've heard of, others maybe not. Andy knows getting a spot in Schnook's shelves. Wow, say that five times fast. Andy knows getting a spot on Schnook's shelves is a pretty big platform. He said, and honestly, I believe him, they wanted to use it for good. It was, you know, doing what's right for our, for our local community. And that's, you know, it, Schnucks is, is the, uh, is the local grocery store here in St. Louis. I mean, there's, um, we, we, there's, we service, I, I believe 50% of St. Louis every two weeks comes in our stores. Um, and so, you know, it's our, we're doing our part to give back to those, to those that are, um, you know, that are struggling right now and finding a way to, to like I said, to really tangibly do something that, that helps keep some of our, um, some of our, our partners in the community, you know, keeping their lights on, helping them make payroll and stuff. And we've, um, it's been one of the most rewarding personally things that I've got to do is to get to know these guys, understand some of the needs that they've got. And, and, and really I'm, I'm, I've only been in St. Louis two years. And so some of these restaurants, I don't even know what they are. Um, good example of that was, was big mama's barbecue out in, out in Illinois. Um, have been talking with, with them, uh, talking with Curtis. We got their, their, their sauce in. And so I just threw it in my GPS. I was like, I'm going out there. And holy cow. There's first of all, I have no reason to even be out that, you know, where, where that right. restaurant's located. Like I wouldn't, I wouldn't drive by that normally, but went out, hunted them out. And it is some of the best barbecue I've ever had. And I grew up in, in South Carolina where, where, um, where that's a big deal. And so, yeah was it was pretty amazing stuff and so that's kind of what i'm doing personally it's just like now i got all these 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 restaurants that i uh that we brought into the stores and, and trying to go out and find them and i think that's kind of a cool thing too is i kind of challenge our, our the listeners and stuff to like yeah let's definitely come into schnooks and 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 grab some of this great product that's out there but, but also let's go find these guys too and and um and and you know visit them and and, and help keep them keep them going too so you don't see it necessarily as just a kind of replacement for going out and visiting these places during kind of a weird, funky time. It's a new way of introducing people to different places during a weird, funky time where maybe they're staying even closer to home than normal. Yeah, absolutely. It's um, it's it's definitely something that we're looking at to to continue long term, even after things return to normal or or whatever normal is. Um, we plan on keeping these partnerships going and and working on expanding that into into more areas for sure. Um, but yeah, it's it's you know it's to me it's also it's great for these these restaurants to to kind of seed the market a little bit too and um, to get out some places where maybe their brand isn't as well known um, and and see what kind of interest we, they have out there too. So um, you know whatever we can do to help them out, that's we're we're happy to do it. You keep saying partnership, and maybe this is a very like simple way of putting it. But if I'm sitting here and saying, okay, I have ten dollars to spend on food, I could go to the grocery store and make food for myself, or I could spend that $10 at a restaurant. It's just interesting to me to think about a grocery store seeing itself as a partner with the local restaurant industry. Explain to me why Schnook specifically um, cares about the future of the restaurant industry here. Uh, it's number one, it's the right thing to do. Um, our, our local restaurants, if, if they you know, like we just talked about that they are, they're bringing that, the new and different stuff to, to the community. Um, and, and actually they're the, they're the leaders in that they're, they're going to bring it to the, to the, um, to the customers first. Right. And, and, and grocery stores are, are usually, um, and, and rightly so following behind that just to, to let them kind of see the market. So it makes sense for us to, to make sure that they're there doing the great things that they do. 
Um, so then we can start bringing that in and have, have different varieties and different stuff in our stores too. But, but it's the right thing to do just because it's, again, it's, it's our local community. It's, it's, it's not just, you know, the guys that, that we walk in and, and that family is, is serving us food at the restaurant, but they're also Chinook shoppers too. And we need to keep our, we need to find a way to keep our customers, um, uh, you know, uh, in a good position, uh, to where they've got, you know, income and, and, and it's not really our job to do that, but when, when there's an opportunity like this to, to help them, um, you know, it's the right thing to do. And it's the right. It's, it's, it's supporting our local community. And I just think that's the only thing that I can keep saying about it is, 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 you know, it's just like, you know, it's like family and we're, we, you're going to help family that are down. It's kind of like community, the same thing. If your neighbors are, are hurting and they need something, we'll do what we can to help them. We're in a position to help them. Um, so that's what we're going to do. We're going to continue to do that. And, um, you know, as this, as we get out of this, uh, uh, this crazy time and, and move on. And then it's, it's more about like, how do we provide differentiation from, uh, you know, from everybody else and have these great offerings in our stores, um, for our, for our customers when they come in. So it's, it's kind of pivoting from supporting the local and keeping our local restaurants strong to now growing with them and then just, and helping kind of bring that experience to more customers that, that wouldn't normally go to those, their stores. So that's the long-term play. Do you remember when the pivot to curbside was first beginning and restaurants had to figure out kind of how to do it, especially the places where takeout had never even been a thing? There's a lot to figure out here, too, when it comes to getting your product on grocery store shelves, where it has to be stored for a few days, then make the trip into a cart, then a car to someone's kitchen. There's some been some cool stories that, that have come out of this. The number one thing that, that they that, that seems to be across the board that's a, an issue is is packaging, right? So the packaging that you need to to you know send out a to go order at a restaurant versus keeping it on the shelves and you know for two or three days in a in a grocery store are, are, are vastly different. So um, a lot of the vendors are have a have a, are, are you know the, the vendors are at different stages with with this, and so some of them uh, that were in need and this is the, the cool part was um we kind of we had some contacts that we gave them and tried to help them with it but then what we found really worked is the the, the, lo- the local restaurants that were already out there doing it we put them in touch with each other and so like like sold and soul taco and revel kitchen are kind of the the veterans at this now and so i've been I, i've been sharing um or, or sending out information from the, the, the restaurants that have questions to to Patrick and to uh, Simon out at, at Revel. And they've been fantastic, kind of helping them, guiding them. I had one of the, the stores say, Man, these, these guys are like friends now. We, we talk about stuff. And so um, it's really been cool to see it, see that kind of um, uh, not just us helping local restaurants, restaurants, but then the local restaurants themselves help. That's probably the biggest one is packaging and food safety obviously is the biggest thing. We don't, we, we, we've kind of, um, help the, the restaurants with some of the insurance stuff and the things like that that goes through to get them through the system. But the one thing that we don't, um, we don't budge on is our food safety practices and make sure that the product that's coming across it to the stores is the ingredients are right, that, that it's, um, it's within temperature, you know, that there's, we've got all of the, all of the, 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 you know, the end to end from, from when they produce it to when it goes into our customers um, shopping carts that it's, it's safe. So, so that's probably the other one we really, really, you know, sticklers with them on is make sure that we're, we're maintaining those, those practices uh, with the food safety for sure. A career like yours requires a pretty discerning palate, I would think, to be able to try different cheeses and things Mm -hmm. and be able to say, this is 
higher quality. This is what I want. This is what we need to be offering to shoppers in our stores here. What have you learned about the offerings of the St. Louis food scene and the different restaurants, whether they're serving barbecue or ice cream or anything in between um, in kind of exploring this process? Um, so it's, it's very, very eclectic and, and, and coming from, um, from, you know, my career span from, from the Carolinas to Boston and New York and from the, you know, from the East coast, things kind of got, you hear about how advanced the, the food scene is in some of those areas. And, 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 you know, you kind of come into a place like the Midwest here and you're like, Oh, it's, it's pork steaks and, and, um, you know, Emo's pizza and, 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 you know, bagels that they cut funny. So, <laughs> so yeah. they cut in a very practical way to get, get more it. cream cheese on them, but I yes, <laughs> it's converted and, and, and I totally agree with that way of doing things. It's <laughs> efficient. Um, so you kind of, I kind of walked in thinking like, oh man, this is going to be a, a tough, a tough thing to do with, with, with getting, you know, some of these cool cheeses to, to take hold and, you know, even with some of these restaurants, but, but, and there's some really, really good restaurants in this city and, and some stuff that I'd put up against anything I've ever eaten. Um, and so it's, it's, um, it's just getting the word out. I, I say this a lot with what I do with cheese and, and really I'm nothing more than an evangelist. I'm spreading the, the gospel of Jesus to the world. And, um, hey, I've believe in that. <laughs> right. Right. And so, so it's just telling people what to do with the stuff and how great it is. And, um, and then to, um, to give them, you know, just to give them the confidence to go in and buy it. And so the stuff that we've got in the stores, uh, the, the restaurants and stuff, they're just, they're, they're really, really good. And, and frankly, I haven't tried all of them because I mean, we don't, some of the vendors I haven't even seen yet when in person. So it's, that's what I want to do next is once we can get out, start to start to meet them. But, um, you know, that's why I'm going around trying to, to find the restaurants and, and try the stuff. But um, it's really, really great stuff. Everything we've tried. And, um, you know, it's just, like, again, it's stuff that you tend to get in a rut. You can be, eat the same things, buy the same things. And this is a good way for, for us to get that in front of our customers and say, hey, I know you've, you like, you like um, Asian cuisine and you like, um, you like burritos? Hey, let's put them together and try Soul Taco. And, and, and so it might be something different for, for our, our customers to try. So um, it's definitely um, pretty exciting to have that out there. Those local offerings have only continued to grow from grab and go meals to frozen pizzas, sauces, and drinks. Just last month, Schnooks announced St. Louis based Northwest Coffee Roasting Company opened a cafe inside the Webster Groves location replacing a national smoothie chain that used to be in that store and showing St. Louis a whole latte love. Okay, I'm done. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Ooh la la. Having Eat St. Louis is a five on your side production. I'm producer Dory Omos. Be sure to check out KCK.com and the five on your side app for more food content including some big news we got about Anheuser-Busch and their $50 million investment in St. Louis and a new cocktail and beer garden that's coming to Tower Grove Park this spring. You guys know where to find me this weekend. See you next week.